0: Hi and welcome to the That's So Glam podcast. I'm Miles Shillingford, and you'll be hearing me with a variety of other people talking about topics and stories which I think are just oh so glam. Hi everybody, welcome to a new episode of That's So Glam. I'm so, so, so excited to have you hear me today. My bestest friends should we say that yeah let's say that girl bestest let's fucking do it <laughs> let's
1: do it
2: why not
0: <laughs> to my bestest friends M and adam say hi slags
2: hi hey
1: bitches
0: <laughs> i'm so happy you two are here with me today honestly how you feeling tell the listeners how you feeling seriously talk to me
1: i cancelled a colonic for this so you can tell i'm really excited
0: <laughs> <laughs> how about you adam what's going on with you darling?
2: I mean all I can say is that's so glam feeling glad to be here what can we say
1: repping the brand <laughs> feeling glam to be here
0: <laughs> honestly thank you so much for joining me on valentine's day as well like honestly
2: I mean palentine's am I right <laughs> yeah
0: that's it that's it honestly so i've got these two here with me today to talk all about gay tribes and the impact it has on culture not just queer culture but like pop culture society in itself and the queer community so i mean let's get right into it shall we yeah so adam do you care to sort of explain to the listeners what gay tribes are and like what they do and all that sort of stuff
2: yeah so um I guess there's lots of different types of tribes. So there's um, like bears, twinks, sort of femme, like mask, Like it's it's sort of... Daddies. Yeah, you can literally think of a label for anything and someone will identify with that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, one good thing about them is they they can bring sort of groups together and can help you to feel comfortable in your sort of like identity like getting to know more about yourself and also
1: i mean as cheesy as it is you kind of find your tribe innit? it
2: yeah yeah exactly but at the same time it can also lead to sort of slintering and yeah there's two sides to every story so
0: i mean let's not get too ahead of ourselves now eh? and we don't want the podcast episode to be fucking two minutes long (laughs) so but yeah in a summary That's what it is. It's basically just like a social grouping of gay men who share physical attributes and physical characteristics of that, like Adam said, whether would be like jocks, twinks, geeks, fem, daddies. But um, yeah, so saying that though, when I was sort of like doing a bit of research behind this prior to this episode, one of the main things that came up was the actual term itself gay tribes and I feel especially in sort of recent years as well sort of trans identities are becoming more and more prevalent in mainstream culture which is amazing so I kind of wanted to ask you two in terms of like your opinions of it do you feel as though gay tribes can be easily applied to trans community or does the trans community have their own sort of thing or you know
1: what's the gig I mean at least in my own experience like as a trans woman I was like I mean let's like all admit Probably our first introduction to gay tribes was probably on Grindr, which is... The holiest of places you know (laughs) but I was probably like what like 14 on there because I didn't have any gay friends I went to an all-boys school and I didn't have anyone to talk to really and I went on there and I looked at the tribes and I was like why is there a trans category because at this point I was like oh I'm cis and I think and originally they wanted to include trans men but then I guess the trans tribe at least on Grindr has kind of been co-opted by straight and bisexual men looking to fetishize trans women specifically. Because you do see some trans men on there, but they're very few and far between. At least ones that are open about it.
0: Yeah, and like... And then applying that then to sort of how, especially in, like I said before, like in more mainstream culture, it is becoming more of a prevalent sort of topic of debate for like trans rights and things. Do you feel as though in that you said like more bisexual and i.e. straight men have appropriated this term? Is that sort of what you're saying? Or, you know, sort of try to use that in order to be a, I hate using this word, sexual deviant.
1: (laughs) um I'd, i mean i'd say the trans community as a whole is quite outspoken and quite independent so i'd say it would be pretty difficult for straight and bisexual men to kind of appropriate a tribe that they're like classified as not being in mm. um i guess that they, <laughs> they could be on this huge train of being an ally yeah mm. i guess kind of correct me if i'm wrong if anyone has any other opinion
2: Well, I feel like on the whole, like allies are allyship is a good thing, but I think it's about actually, you know, actually showing how you're an ally, not just performative allyship, which I think we've seen a lot recently, especially with like the Black Lives Matter movement this summer. And yeah, I think that sort of applies to the community as a whole, really.
0: Interesting, interesting. Love it. I mean, in pure words, I don't
2: really think they're involved. They're relevant, honey. Yeah, sorry. That's it, find another thing.
0: Um, so then kind of leading on to that sort of whole area of tribes in itself, do you feel as though it helps people, like Adam sort of touched upon it before, didn't you, in terms of like it helps people find themselves within a community that can maybe seem overwhelming to some people, especially if they recently like just came out, if they're sort of, you know, trying to find their identity. Do you feel it? Like tribes do have like a positive aspect in that sense as well?
2: Yeah, I think um, the good thing about tribes, I guess, is they, yeah, they can definitely help you to sort of find people like you and like identify more with them but I think the only way that works really is if you kind of look like them I feel like a lot of it is superficial based so for example when I've been sort of in the, like the bear community I guess like I don't really feel like I fit that stereotype so a lot of times I've been in that sort of environment and not really felt very comfortable like because I feel like I'm not I don't look like them I don't really fit in so in a way like I think because it's quite superficial based it can actually be bad in a sense that it can make you feel like you're not actually part of that community even though you might feel like it inside but it's because you know the community is just naturally we love to to base uh, everything on looks. so yeah I think us really (laughs) never <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um yeah but that's just my yeah thoughts.
0: no it's true what you're saying i do in terms of like especially i feel as well in even like a wider queer community as well maybe that we are very much based on visuals and what you see is what you get if you don't like it then you know tough and if you don't look similar to me or if you don't you know fit my idea of what the perfect body is is it then, you know, like we're saying, it is positive, is it negative? What is it? I I, I don't, I don't get it. (laughs) I mean,
1: in terms of, like, superficiality and placing worth on and value on image, I mean, that is a big issue in the trans community, at least in terms of, like, passing privilege and stuff. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. that I've experienced, like, I guess, two different worlds. Like, before I was transitioning, I still identified as trans. However, I wasn't socially or visually transitioning um, into myself. And I have felt a world of difference in how I was treated by the world and how I was treated by other queer people, especially by other trans women. They'd kind of, I say they, we, because I can't exclude myself from this situation. Um, there is a lot of value placed on looking if you're a trans woman, feminine, looking, sounding, acting. I mean, there's a scene in Paris is Burning when they're on the beach and one of uh, the trans women says to another, yeah, but you can't hide that voice. And even within trans communities, there is always nitpicking and I guess competition in order to be the most feminine or the most passing because it's a privilege to pass. You You don't suffer the same consequences that people who don't pass experience
2: yeah like that's the thing i feel like we can be our worst own worst enemies a a lot of times like you think you're in a supporting community but then it's just you pit yourself against each other and it becomes like a competition almost like yeah like i feel like in the bear community as well, it's like the whole Insta bears and
1: like they Ironically, all like compete. In the bear community, it's quite catty. <laughs> Pick an animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like
2: they, you know, compete for you know who's got the most social media followers and and all this. It's all superficial. It's all just like bullshit. It's all performative. Like, but they just love to, I guess, yeah, compete. And it's just you're. It's almost like having a superiority complex like people think that oh this person has like a 100,000 followers or whatever they must be better than me when in reality a lot of them are actually when you meet them in person they're actually quite kind of shy and they're nothing like the image they present on social media it's very
1: very true like the people that i've seen at least in real life who like have a following at least like, queer people who have a following online they're so introverted they're so shy but at least in my experience, they always have an air of arsehole about them. Grand grandosity, grandosity, That's how you would put yeah. it. I would say arsehole. <laughs> um and it is very much turning your nose up at people, looking down on others. Um I don't understand why. Because Instagram's yeah. dying, so
2: I think it comes from a place of insecurity, honestly. I feel like it's sad because i feel like that's you know there's probably a lot of people in the community who feel insecure but i mean i guess yeah it's just it, it leads them to sort of search for popularity and sort of them being wanted in places where it probably doesn't mean so much like it's it's i feel like it's much more valuable to have like close friends in real life than online like in terms of followers like because at the end of the day, like, they don't really care about you. They just care maybe about your body. They see or, one tweet like, every three days. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Then saying that then, like, you know, do you feel though tribes create, like, a breeding ground for hate speech then? Because, you know, we've seen, I know I have, in terms of when I did, like, my media degree, there was a lot of um, sort of catchphrases or phrases that we use, such as, like, femme-hating, fem mass for mass, no fats, no femmes, no Asians, things like that. Do you feel as though, you know, like we're saying, tribes help find people, but then they're also sort of saying, if you you can't be in between tribes, you have to be this or that. They're very exclusionary and exclusive. Yeah, it is very exclusionary. And, you know, how, especially in terms of, like, we want to see ourselves as, like, a progressive sort of community, you know, we're very inclusive and things like that. It's not until you actually peel back the layer of, like, you know, and look behind the sort of, ironically, (laughs) glam of it all, you know that it can be pretty ugly
2: (laughs) hashtag spawn
0: hashtag spawn you know (laughs) what a perfect segue but um but you know it is like it's very much just the fact that okay yeah we're very inclusive we love everybody things like that but if you want to you know even find friends not even basically on like a whole love and dating level if you want to find friends even though people say oh grind as a dating app some people do actually use it for friendships and scruff and tinder and bumble all of them it's not purely a dating app even though the market themselves as they are but some people do use it for friendship so it is hard
1: what's it called in um business um business like you know when like you you're like oh, i'm gonna N- networking it's a networking app that's what it is
2: Oh uh, yeah
1: that's networking, the one yeah
0: but um yeah so you know it's hard in that sense as well because you're like, Especially, like I said before, when you're new to a community and you're trying to find friends and, i.e. Like I said, network, how do you do that if you don't know what tribe you're in? You're basically falling at the first hurdle. So you're kind of fucked.
1: In terms of, um, I guess, generations of queer people in tribes, it kind of creates a false standard. So when you are new to everything and you don't really understand things... And you don't really know other queer people, and let's say you come on Grinder or something, and you see the way that people talk to you, and it's uh dick pic, no high, uh, where are you based? You looking for meats? La la la. It's very, very ASL, ASL, yeah. It's very sex-based, and it's very to the point. I don't care about anything except uh your age, your height, how big you are, and how far away you are from me. And it creates this generationally Ten years ago, when I guess Grinder was first around, that was all curated on there. It had never really been done before. I guess ads and stuff, and like Craigslist and stuff like that. But in terms of social media and stuff, that curated its own standards for how you would talk to another queer person, and it's followed us through the years. And I think it's impacted real life as well.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's like the. Um... I guess, like, how the whole sort of, the, the bear community was, like, born out of because their sort of body type wasn't as expe- ex- accepted back then, like, when it was sort of first created, like, it was, like, the sort of slimmer sort of type was more of a seen as attractive. Um, so I, I, do, I do see why these communities are created because, yeah, it's usually created out of a sense of not feeling like you belong in that community, so let's make our own, but I feel like over the years, it becomes, as it becomes more and more accepted, it it creates its own sort of toxicity, and it's like, then you end up feeling like, oh, I'm too thin for them, like, or in another community, if you're in the, say, a bigger guy trying to be, like, be in the twin community or whatever, like, oh, I'm too fat for them, and it's just like, yeah, it's like a constant feeling of not being fitting but in. You're excluding
1: yourself at that point, but you don't even want to try, because you're afraid of the rejection which is a
2: big problem in the gay community. Yeah, so I I feel like it it would do us all good, I think, if we looked at the bigger picture, looked more holistically and tried to bring everyone else up rather than just looking at people like you. Because who just wants friends that look like them? Like, that's just boring. Like, you know, variety is the spice of life. So I think, you know... I think it's getting better, like, I think, with the whole introduction of the progress flag and the like the trans colors and the uh, black and brown to signify like people of color, but yeah, like I think we should just head in that direction and keep trying to support other marginalized groups, not just ourselves. I'm kind of glad
0: that you touch upon that like, marginalized groups as well, because you know when people sort of look on grinder. Or I keep on saying grinder. I'm sorry, Grindr, if you are listening. There are other apps as well available. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? No, I actually take that back. You've still got a lot of work to yeah. do because I looked and BBC News only made an article in June 2020, which was less than a year ago, which said they've only just removed ethnicity, if it were. And then going back into that then and delving into that a bit more, you know, you two, what do you think is the cause of why it's taken so long for especially not just the aspect of the community itself to basically realise and think like, oh shit, you know, there is, I, would, I think it's brave to say, systemic racism
1: in the community. I mean, I think the reason for that is power in racist beliefs. I mean, if we take a look back at who has, I don't want to say spearheaded the community because that's not true, but taken credit or looked like they have spearheaded the community. I mean, when you think of a gay person, traditionally you would think of a gay white man and yeah these are the people that are running the magazines the organizations it says it all it really does and it's disgusting that it's taken so long for those voices to actually be heard i think that says it to, all really <laughs> focus on one minority ethnic group within the queer community black people can't win whatsoever uh, black trans women are the most highly targeted for hate crimes uh, disproportionately unemployed or targeted at work, stuff like that. Black gay men or male-presenting people—they are either fetishized or completely thrown away. A frequent question on Grinder is "You into black guys?" Which shouldn't even be a question because you should. I mean, as a person, you really shouldn't have a standard of "I'm not into black people." That's mm-hmm. I understand preferences and stuff, but you can't make such a blanket statement or have such a blanket belief of. I'm not into black people because at that point you have a set standard of what a black person looks like in your mind and through that you see blackness as unattractive and that is a root cause of a lot of problems in the community
0: yeah and it's yeah and it's interesting you saying like how blackness is seen as though it's oh it's all one thing and how fuck what am I trying to say how sort of when people I think it's hard to think of how a racist thinks because you know, I don't. I honestly don't know what the fuck they put in their head. But <laughs> I really don't, don't know look at me. worms. <laughs> um, but like how it all comes down to be- to behaviors and how a black person behaves, how a black person manners themselves, how they speak, how they conduct themselves. I've witnessed it myself in job interviews and even with some people that you know who I had previously considered really close friends, they're like, oh, wow. These are people that I've considered closely, but they haven't actually met me face-to-face. It's been through emails or through text or through whatever. And it's like, wow, oh, wow, you speak really professionally for, like, a mixed-race person. Oh, you know, you conduct yourself in a very professional manner for a person of your kind. Excuse me. And I'm just like, what the
1: fuck? You're yeah, taking the fucking piss.
2: It's, it's like... It's like the fact that they think that they're complimenting you and it's just the fact there's no sort of awareness behind it is what's so scary. It's just like they're literally just so ignorant that like they just they just don't know. It's and, learned and microaggressions
1: when, that are standard.
2: Yeah, and then it's like when you point it out, they have the audacity to say you're being aggressive when it's literally just, oh, it's just, I can't. I actually can't. You really don't get it.
0: And then sort of like going back to the whole sort of like the ethnicity thing and how um, it took so long for Grindr to remove the ethnicity filter. In reply to the BBC article, someone from Grindr actually commented and said in reply to that article, Grinder has a zero tolerance policy for racism and hate speech on its platform. Not true. Lies. If it was zero tolerance, why has it taken so long? Why was that not put in? It, why is that filter not put into the development stage at the initial launch of the
1: app? Pick a side, pick a side, yeah. Jane. <laughs> yeah, it, it was on there for like a good ten years. So, I
2: I think that that's really has perpetuated the sort of racist tendencies in the community. Yeah. Like, I feel like if that there was no ethnicity filter from the start, people don't have the option to choose, so they're just open to everyone. And I think it would really help people see, look past like the superficial, look past someone's skin color, which. You shouldn't be looking at anyway and just seeing the person b- behind it all because that's what really matters at the end of the day and it's just like i think i think to be honest people are missing out like a lot by um closing their minds like that because the pool is small enough yeah. as it is like you shouldn't be like beggars can't be juiced like, like, you like know that. yeah literally exactly, exactly. Um, yeah it's 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 just like that i've even in my experience i've had um there was like one time there was this guy I was into and um, he was in an like, open relationship. So he was with um, this guy and I was like chatting to him. And um, I think it, we were like chatted a bit and then it got to the point where he was just like, I'm not into like, you know, I'm only into white guys or something. And then the the gag of the season, like the irony of it all is his partner is actually Native American. <laughs> I think he's Native Canadian. <laughs> And, and it's just like, I didn't even point it out cause I was just like, <sighs> I can't, I'm just not even going to go there. And, and it's like, because, so his partner was white, but, um, his, he was saying that, um, he's not into, he's only into white guys, but his partner was No, native, I know, but the guy he was speaking to like was an he indigenous white himself? person. No, I w I was speaking to him. So huh? I, <laughs> I was speaking to this guy and then he eventually it came out that he's only into white guys. But his partner was. I know, indigenous. but the guy you were
1: speaking to wasn't so white. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my
0: God, <laughs> listeners, I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> Fucking hell.
2: No, I swear I said no. that. I swear I said that. No. <laughs> oh God. Oh, sweetie. Okay, anyway. We want the abridged version of um... People <laughs> got jobs. People got things to do. <laughs> I'm joking. Love you, really. Mwah <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, it's just, like, the the fact that that happened, and I'm just, like, how does that, how does that happen? I guess that comes into the whole white passing yeah. thing as well, like, the privilege of looking white, like,
1: yeah. It's, it's all too common, like, I mean, as far as um, grinder goes with saying that they have a zero tolerance policy, that's bullshit, that's total bullshit. I've seen it firsthand like on my friend's phone, being called the N-word, being called um, a disgusting black person. I've seen it and it's disgusting. And you report these people and sure, their account might be suspended. Might be. A lot of the time uh, they come back and say, this doesn't violate our user policy, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. Same as Instagram, by the way. Um, and even if their account does get deleted, you can just make another one. There are no steps to verify who someone is if they've if they've been banned. All too frequently, people have stalkers on Grinder. Um, they have harassment issues. I've been followed home. Like, there's a big safeguarding issue on Grinder that they just don't want to admit because they are money hungry.
0: In saying that, then in terms of that, do you feel as so, though this is going to be a whole other topic? Um, but you know, whilst we're here. Do you feel as though the government have an obligation to sort of step in and say, you know, what is wrong is wrong and hold these
1: companies to account? I mean, that would be lovely if I had faith in the government being competent to do so. And I don't think they would be. I think they would kind of make it into like a gay issue rather than Mm -hmm. a safeguarding issue, as they have all too frequently any sort of issue, it's like, mm, yeah. this is a real problem in this specific community and it has no impact on the wider world at all. Save, mm. keep children safe. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, I think it definitely, there definitely is more to come in terms of, like, laws against, like, legislation to make, sort of, things that happen online actually illegal. Because I feel, I feel like trolling, you know, people think oh it's just light-hearted and stuff and doesn't actually cause any harm but we've seen especially in recent years like you know multiple suicides of like love island contestants caroline flack like all from really stemmed from social media and like abuse that they've received online and i think that that, that shows that there really is a need to to criminalize these offenses because you know words do cause harm as much as they they say at school like sticks and stones may break your bones, words will never hurt you. Like, it's clear that they do. So I think we really do need to, yeah, the the government does need to step up. I think they need to write some new uh, legislation and, yeah, fix up. It's time for uh, the
0: government to bring their pussy up.
1: Step your pussy up. Step your pussy up. um, That's it. I keep forgetting who the prime minister is, I can't lie. I remember when when Theresa May was in office and I said to my friend, I was like, Oh, God, what's our Prime Minister's name again? Catherine (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Zeta-Jones.
2: Honestly, it may as well be at this point. Who cares? I'd probably do a better job. She'd do a
1: better job with her cosmetics line. Catherine (laughs) Zeta-Jones Cosmetics. Have you seen that video? No. You need to watch it. Everyone listening, you need to watch it. It's really funny.
0: Uh, Yeah, anyway, so, going back to everything that, you know, we've spoken about before and stuff, and sort of how, especially gay culture and queer culture encompass very much. It's filled into mainstream culture so much now. How do you feel as though, I say, moving in forward into 2022 to 2032 even? So the next sort of 11 years. Yeah, say 11 years. Maths. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> how do you
2: the next decade basically.
0: yes so in the next decade how do you feel as though gay tribes will will they survive will they become more prominent because of mainstream media mainstream sort of texts such as drag race such as other sort of queer britain which riyad khalif did on bt3 go and watch that if you haven't yeah sort of these like sort of prominent lgbt texts in mainstream culture how do you feel? Tribes kind of move forward. Are they kind of out? Are they become more prominent
2: in order to show our sort of community? I think it's actually gonna sort of start to disintegrate because I feel like, yeah, like as I said before, like the sort of the bear community, like it, used, it was born out of the need for it in the sense that people didn't they didn't feel like they belonged in their sort of body type, or and I guess they used to be. I think it was also like a sense of. Um, because it, obviously it used to be illegal, like homosexuality used to be illegal in this country, so it was all, it was almost more of a, a secret. Like they used to have like the handkerchiefs to show, oh, I'm into this. I'm like a top on the bottom. Yeah, like the, the, there's just less of a need for it because it's not obviously it's becoming better and better in this country in terms of LGBT LGBT rights. So there's not a, a need to sort of hide. Um, and yeah, I just think people are becoming more accepting of others, so you don't really need to sort of have your own community. You just live. You know, freely amongst like that everyone. Man, else. They said,
0: um, "Enjoy your life."
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I was listening to that the other day. It's such a good <laughs> song. <laughs> it's a man's world. Um,
1: moving on from Adam, I ca- I kind of disagree. Um, okay. um I think tribes, as we currently know them, are going to change and evolve with the new generation, Generation Z, because I mean, as we can see with Gen Z. There is this odd fixation on categorising themselves and, like, subgroups and stuff like that. And, um, like, we've all seen it. We've seen, like, E-Girl, e Goth Girlfriend, stuff like that. I mean, obviously the examples I'm giving are, like, teenage girls, but it all has, like, E-Boy and stuff like that. I think it's all going to evolve into new tribes. I think they're going... We're, Old tribes may be, like, thrown to the wayside, but there might be new ones that come through which have similar, I guess, requirements and application fees, um, but they will carry the similar sentiment of what we've seen in the past, of it's not meant to be exclusionary, because I don't think they're ever meant to be. It's meant to be like, oh, this is a place where you can find people like you, and that's always how it starts. Um, but then eventually it'll develop and evolve into something exclusive and if you're not like this you don't fit in find somewhere else
2: yeah i mean it's it's definitely interesting that i feel like with tiktok we've all seen how sometimes scarily accurate the algorithm can be like on your for you page like you'll see a video and it's just like almost like it's talking to you so yeah, I guess it, with technology improving in that sense, like, potentially the groups could become more specific. Um, you can find
1: tribes without even trying now.
2: Yeah, but I don't know, also I feel like Gen Z are, they're more sort of, I don't know if vein's the right word, but like, maybe like a little bit sort of narcissistic in the sense that they're, it's all about them and the their the selfie and like you know, it's it's like you're in your room it's just you It's and all numbers nowadays. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like there's less of that. Literally, and I feel like there's less of that sort of sense of community in the sense that, yeah, like, it's because everyone's sort of in their rooms, like, online, it's almost like, I don't know, it's all all like an online community rather than in real life. So, yeah, I don't know if how that's going to translate in the next 10 years, but Hmm. I guess we'll see.
0: So I feel like instead of it being called a tribe, it's going to be called more of a community, sort of like a rebrand?
1: Potentially, with less funding. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Maybe. Um,
0: interesting, interesting. And then sort of last sort of thing I kind of want to touch upon. Predominantly throughout this whole sort of interview I've had with YouTube, we we've talked how tribes sort of affect mainly gay men. But going forward with the future and things like that, do you feel as though, and this question is probably more for Em, do you feel as though tribes could be more created for trans individuals so you know you can find tribes within sort of predominantly just the trans community do you feel that that might happen in the future or does it happen now and i don't know
1: just due to you know not knowing i mean i'd say it happens to an extent now i mean i'm, I'm not too but i wouldn't say that i'm super involved and stuff like that but i, I know that there's like cat girl stuff for trans women it's very bizarre to me i know um what is that like like acting like a cat or (laughs) i don't know but i know it's a thing of like oh i'm such a cat girl like i think it's just wearing cat ears i don't know so ariana grande was ahead of the curve but i mean i hope there wouldn't be more subcategories within the trans communities at least with trans women because we're already so divided and what's the word fragmented Yeah. I don't like it. I think it's already, like, trans women are huge personalities, generally. Even if they're, like, quite introverted and quite quiet, there's, in terms of the trans experience, there is a large portion of unavoidable self-indulgence. Not to say it's a bad thing, but it's a necessary thing if you're going to complete a journey of self-transformation or self-discovery. Okay. You're thinking about yourself a lot. And when that happens, myself included, you kind of become a bit self-obsessed and self-absorbed. And thus you create, I guess, your own huge personality, even if it's like not a traditionally large, loud, bigger-than-life sort of thing. So when you put all those personalities together, everyone's trying to be top dog. No one wants to compromise. No one wants to do this or that. And that's, I think, where the cattiness comes from. I mean, Miles, you've seen it when we went to that Kim Petra's concert. Remember that trans girl? She didn't want to yeah. give me the time of day um and we're already so fragmented and catty I don't want categories to divide us I just want to go for (laughs) Greg's yeah
0: no it's a really it's a really interesting topic and as well I'm so glad that you are able to you know speak so openly about it as well because I feel especially for myself and probably for many of the listeners out there as well trans issues especially in terms of communities and identities are not talked about enough no so i'm
2: yeah 100 so
0: yeah i feel really privileged to be sitting here speaking to you even just about that short sort of like little excerpt you gave to us you know
1: i mean i'm thankful that i'm here to actually talk about it because if i was just on my own i wouldn't know where to start because i probably just sound like i'm complaining (laughs) i'm very Mm. good at that (laughs) honestly
0: if i ever have like a complaint or something i either go to mom or i'll go and ask em i'll how do I say this in an email or how do I say this?
1: I did that for my friend the other day. She was having an issue with her boss. I'm not going to say who it is. She knows if she's listening. Um, She had an issue with her boss about conduct and how he was speaking to her. And she's like, does anyone know how to like draft an email or a message like to address this? Please message and it was like two hours went by i was like you still need help with this and she's like oh i'm so happy i was hoping that you would respond (laughs) (laughs) i was like give me five minutes i drafted this whole thing she's like oh thank you i'll use parts of that (laughs) honestly words of wisdom words of wisdom
0: yeah um yeah so that sort of ties up the whole topic is there anything new to kind of want to add into the sort of conversation that i didn't touch upon you know now the floor is yours now. That's what I'm
1: saying. I have a huge ass and I'm single. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Happy
1: Valentine's Thank Day. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I mean, I was, I was just going to say, like, something serious, but I guess... Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I just think... I think it's... I think for all you listeners out there, just, like, take note of, like, kind of, you know, yeah, supporting your trans brothers and sisters, supporting your um, park brothers and sisters, and just really just you know supporting us like we need the help we need all the help we can get from our like white allies as well and it's um white and cis allies so um really i think that's just a take-home message is support the people who need the most support really yeah yeah
1: vote labor <laughs>
2: <laughs> and in the episode
0: notes of uh this week's episode you listen to i'll put in some links and some resources in order to you know help you explore the community a bit more. Even if you're an ally, you know, it's always good to research. So I'll put some links down below and yeah, check them out because they're really important to me. And I know they're definitely important to Adam and M as well. Right. So I guess that's it guys. Um, Is there anything you want to plug? What's your socials?
2: Get some
1: followers. Uh, My Instagram and my Twitter is EmShananigans. Yeah. So
2: you can follow me at at AdamIrakaji. So like the country and then IJY i never thought of that yeah because i'm from iraq spoiler Queen.
0: <laughs> but yeah honestly thank you so much you two and can't wait for you to maybe be on another episode
1: oh are we teasing them mm. let's see if they want any more <laughs> if you want to see more you can subscribe to our joint only fans yeah do a poll do a poll, <laughs> do a poll
0: oh my god but yeah thank you two so much and listeners listen out for a social media post i'm gonna post the day after this goes out because i have a little something to show of you little bonus content maybe uh, (laughs)
1: don't tease us it's porn (laughs) no (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) no but uh, yeah so listeners listen, listen out watch out because i'm gonna be posting some bonus content but yeah thanks guys thank you so much for joining in bye yeah bye Bye. Bye. see you later